Amen. Just remain standing if you would, and let's take our Bibles and turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 5. Can we show our appreciation to our worship team? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Bless you, bless you. 2 Chronicles chapter 5. Title of our message today is Thanksgiving and the Holy Spirit. We do have an outline for you if you didn't uh, receive one. Uh, just raise your hand. The ushers will make sure you, you get one. Second Chronicles chapter 5, beginning at verse 12. Before I read that, I have a little package here. This is COVID-friendly cafe snack. So after the service, we're inviting all of you to come and help us reopen. Can you say reopen? Fun to reopen things. And uh, this is COVID-friendly, so it's all packaged for you. And... Uh, Get your snack and just hang out, fellowship, and uh, we look forward to that that time together. All right, Second Chronicles five verse twelve. All the Levites who were musicians, Asaph, Haman, Jeduthun, and their sons and relatives, stood on the east side of the altar, dressed in fine linen and playing cymbals, harps, and lyres. They were accompanied by 120 priests sounding trumpets. The trumpeters and musicians joined in unison to give praise and thanks to the Lord. And accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments, the singers raised their voices in praise to the Lord and saying, He is good. His love endures forever. And then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud, and the priests, could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord. And then one other scripture over in Habakkuk, chapter 3. Habakkuk, chapter 3. Though the fig tree, beginning at verse 17, though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, and there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, and the blue jays lose an eight-to-one lead, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Now, I just got to pause right here. I'm expecting you to feel very, very sorry for me today. Because after the Jays lost, which I had, I, like they just couldn't lose in eight months, my wife leaned over to me. And she said, your daughter was going to surprise you tomorrow with two tickets to the rubber match. 
Like just for a moment, I was kind of depressed. But I bounced back. But I do expect some extra sympathy. How many fans do we have in the house? We have quite a few. Really disappointed. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this. Pray for my daughter too. She's not happy at all. All right. Though the fig tree does not bud, there are no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. So in other words, what this is saying, this Thanksgiving, no matter what the situation is, I will still praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights for the director of music on my string instruments. I was thinking this week that uh, I would be able to, to say to you, turn to the person next to you and say, go Blue Jays. And so that's not going to work. So turn to somebody next to you, look them in the eye, and say there's always next year. So why don't you do that? <laughs> I'm just saying. Then you may be seated. The definition of thanksgiving is an expression of gratitude. You cannot be thankful until you become grateful. And you cannot be grateful until you... Our team is really working to help me. They got me taped so my microphone doesn't move around. They moved all this stuff over so I don't trip. So, And now they're working back there. Thank you, Pete. So you cannot become thankful <clears throat> until you become grateful, and you cannot be grateful until you become giverful. You will not find that word in the dictionary, I made it up. But I believe when my heart is full, I will be, when I am when I am thankful, I will become grateful. And when I am grateful, I become a giver. God, and I've said this before, God has a sense of humor. My background is uh, Scottish. And yet, God's, one of the gifts that God has given me is the gift of giving. So it's kind of an interesting journey that we find, our on, uh, find ourselves on because we end up doing things from our spirit which overcomes our soul or our culture and we're able to bless others. And I believe Thanksgiving is really an opportunity to give. We got an email just recently from... Uh, a pastor that goes downtown consistently and in Toronto and shares the gospel. 
Souls for Christ ministry. And they share blankets and socks and gloves to the homeless with the winter coming up. So maybe you're here today and you would just love to sow into this ministry of just blessing the homeless if you want to do it. My wife and I are going to do something for that ministry today. If you want to join with us, that would be great. But this this Thanksgiving weekend, it's an opportunity to say, Lord, I thank you because we're coming out of a difficult year. We're coming out of a year of challenge, and yet there's something still within me that says I need to choose to praise the Lord. I need to choose to be thankful. I need to make a choice to give him the honor and the glory and the praise. Though the fig tree does not bud, there's no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails, the fields produce no food, fruit, uh, no food, and there are no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Thanksgiving does not depend on happiness, but depends on joy. Happiness comes from the outside, but joy comes from the inside. And so when we go back to Habakkuk chapter 3, in the context of, our, uh, of, of these verses today, is the Israelites bringing up the Ark of the Covenant and, and it says in verses uh, uh, that, that there, was a, there was a joy that came as they found themselves giving honor and praise to the Lord. I will rejoice. I will be joyful. I'm looking for somebody this morning that says, Pastor, as I reflect on this past year, there hasn't been a lot of happiness, but this morning I declare I am going to be joyful because of who he is. I'm going to be joyful because of what he has done in my life. So let's look at our study today. Number one, what were they doing? Second Chronicles chapter 5 and verse 2. Then Solomon summoned to Jerusalem the elders of, of Israel and all the heads of the tribes and the chiefs of, of the Israelite family to bring up the ark of the Lord's covenant from Zion, the city of David. We will never be thankful to, until we understand that we are carrying his presence. The Israelites were carrying the presence of the Lord. And what we need to understand is you are carrying the kingdom of God within your life. In your testimony and in your song, you are able to touch others with the fact that you have been redeemed. And so I want you to see yourself that, that in the midst of all the challenges, I'm still carrying the presence of the Lord. They were carrying the Ark of the Covenant. And so not only were they carrying it, not only were they carrying it, but they were also bringing it. And, and, so, and so it says, 
that all the heads of the tribes and chiefs of the Israelite families to bring up the Ark of the Covenant. I know some people, watch this, who are carrying the presence of the Lord. But there are also some people that bring it. They didn't get, I'll go over here. God wants us not just to carry the presence, but to bring it. We need to be excited about who God is. We need to bring it to our family. We need to bring it to the office. We need to bring it to the school. We need to understand this isn't just, uh, I, I don't have the kingdom to have a holy huddle. It's to give it away. And you know when I give it away? The Bible says, given it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. If you want joy, be a giver, and be a bringer. <laughs> well, that's good. i got to add that to the notes. That's really good. <laughs> be, be a giver and be a bringer. Don't just, ah, I'm saved. Name's written down. Got my ticket. Oh. Serving God is so much more than that. The Ark of the Covenant. In the Ark was the, uh, the gold jar of manna, Aaron's staff that had budded, stone tablets of the covenant that signified the presence of God. In the covenant was provision and power and purpose. And God wants you as the, as the children of God this morning to realize you've got the provision, you've got the power, and you need to have a purpose. And the purpose is to make disciples. The purpose is to impart the kingdom to other people. God, help us as a church this fall to be excited about who Jesus is, to reach out to others, to be to be bringers of the kingdom and bringers of people. May we get excited about our church and say, come on to church, let's see what God... Did you know the cafe was open? Just the fact that the cafe is open, we should have twice as many people here. And then add on to that that the seniors are, are open as well. This is getting exciting. Oh, we've got to be bringers of the kingdom if we're bringers of the kingdom, we're going to be bringers of people to see people one to Christ. God is a God of covenant. And when we read our text, we understand the goodness of the Lord. You see, when we understand covenant, then we have joy. You see, most of us know a filial relationship. A filial relationship is best described is that when you have a truck, you have more friends. Let me explain. If you have a truck, you're going to get a call on a Saturday morning for you to help somebody move. And in other words, our relationship is built on, 
Bonfilio. So in other words, I will love you if you do this. I will love you if you are that. But when Jesus came, he introduced a new love, and his love was agape, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We will never embrace being giverful until we understand agape. Because there are people that you will, God's asking you to sow into, but you say, what about my needs? And God says, if you'll just understand the kingdom. By the way, the kingdom is the upside down kingdom that is right side up. It makes no sense that you give away money and you get more. That's in, that's in the natural kingdom. That won't work. But I'm here to introduce to you that it's time that the covenant be brought up to the house of God and the covenant be brought into the families of God and understand the kingdom way. Oh, did I tell you that in the ark of the covenant was the word of God? And so when you understand the word of God, you become a giver. You can't wait to give because you're thankful for, oh, by the way, every good and perfect gift comes from a from above. What do I have that I've not received from him? It's time for the church to be givers and sow into the kingdom of God and bless others. I was on the phone yesterday with a pastor in Northport, which was at the crux of the flooding and the hurricane. We preached in that church a couple of times. And he said to me, that by where the church is, there was seven feet of water down their street. They just finished completing a total renovation of their church. Now there's about $250,000 worth of damage. Tree fell on their own home. There are people today who are hurting that need us to become aware of the agape love of Jesus Christ and sow. Do you know the reason we don't have any harvest is we haven't learned how to sow. So many men who are married are always looking for the harvest There is a harvest in marriage, no question. But if you want the harvest, I'm just going to have everything cleared off this next week. <laughs> if you want a harvest, you got to sow. When I preach on marriage sometime, I'll introduce you to the point system. When you load the dishwasher, there's, oh, maybe a thousand points. When you clear the table, it's about 500 points. If you do it without being asked, it's 10,000 points. <laughs> you got a soul. God, help me to understand agape today. 
Because when I understand, you see, covenant and agape are, are, are tied together. When I understand agape, what God begins to do, and I, I just have to read this for those of us who maybe are gripped by fear and, and anger and frustration and wonder as I look at this past year, say, Pastor, it's so hard to be thankful. I, I, I want to just speak this over you this morning. Uh, Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 31, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he, <coughs> excuse me, not also along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God, is also interceding for us. And who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness, or danger, or sword, as it is written. For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah! Oh, God is a God who wants to be attached to you. So when you come to church, guard your heart because there's going to be challenges getting to church on a Sunday morning and we become separated in our intimacy with God. But God says, I, I want you to keep your joy. Don't, don't let the circumstances of the past year influence you to steal your joy. Ephesians says, nor should there be any obscenities, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Speak to one in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father through everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Colossians, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. Colossians, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. <coughs> Excuse me, Hebrews, uh, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. First uh, Thessalonians, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We have to choose to be thankful. Because what happens is the enemy will cause our soul to overtake our spirit. But I'm here to tell you, if you put the, the worship music on, if you turn off CF, uh, CFRB and, and, and 1010 and put on some worship music, what's going to be happening is that your spirit is going to start to grow. Your spirit is going to start to come alive. And your spirit is going to overcome your mind, will, and emotions. And it'll overcome your body. And sometimes we get so downhearted and discouraged because we're feeding our soul. And it becomes a lust and we need more and more. I'm here to tell you that the spirit of the living God, if you will just lift up your hands and lift up your heart and become a worshiper, 
Say, Lord, I'm thankful for who you are. Oh, something begins to change. Your wife might actually like you and like being with you. It's important. Let our spirit grow. Minister your children. Teach your children what it is to be a worshiper. They were giving praise and thanksgiving. I don't want to look at my watch. I'm in so much trouble. But we're going to just push through here. Uh, The rest will be Reader's Digest. All right. So verse 13. This is what it says. As we get back to to our text, it says the trumpeters and musicians joined in unison to give praise and thanks to the Lord, accompanied by trumpets and cymbals and other instruments. The singers raised their voice in praises to the Lord and saying, He is good, His love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud. You see, once we praise, you bring His presence. We draw nigh to God, he draws nigh to us. So I want to encourage you next Sunday morning to remember the verse, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will come into his courts with prayer. It's not up to the worship team to get our hearts aligned and get us, okay, if they sing the right chorus, all of that. No, no, I, I, will, I will enter his gates with, I will come into his courts with praise. When we're in we're right standing, I'm here to tell you, God begins to move. And you sensed his presence this morning. You sensed Holy Spirit. That's because you're responding in worship. And so they were giving praise and thanksgiving. How were they doing it? Uh, oh, this is so good. Uh, look at verse 2. The leaders were the initiators. Then Solomon summoned to Jerusalem the elders of all Israel, all the heads of the tribes, the chiefs of the Israelite families to bring up the ark of the Lord's covenant from Zion, the city of David. And all the Israelites came together to the king at the time of the festival in the seventh month. And when all the elders of Israel had arrived, the Levites took up the ark. They brought up the ark and tent of meeting and all the sacred furnishings in it. The Levitical priests carried them up And King Solomon and the entire assembly of Israel that had gathered about him were before the ark, sacrificing so many sheep and cattle they could not be recorded or counted. What I see here is the leaders brought up the ark of the covenant. Don't go quiet on me. God help us that we have pastors in our pulpit that are bringing the presence of God. God, help us to have deacons that are bringing the presence of God. God, help us to have men in the house who are, when you study the Bible, they were the initiators of the covenant. They they would seek out uh, their wife and they would bring the covenant. For single moms today, we pray for them and the church is a covering for them. And God help them to be spiritual leaders in the house. It's if we want our children to know God, we have to lead the way as mom and dad. If we want the presence of God in the house, elders and deacons, the two leaders talked about in the church, must be passionate for Jesus. 
They follow God's directive. There was a time when they tried to bring up the ark and they did it in man's way and they were killed. But it says here in verse 7 <coughs> that the priests then brought the ark of the Lord's covenant to the place in the inner sanctuary of the temple, the most holy place, and put it beneath the wings of the cherub. I'm here to tell you that there is a plan A and it's all recorded in the Bible. And if you do it God's way, God wants to bless you and see you successful. Some of us choose to do it our way. Dr. Phil has a great line. How is it working for you? <laughs> Folks, I'm here to tell you. The scriptures were in the Ark of the Covenant. We need to get the word of God in our hearts. And we need to come back to the Bible and say, what does the Bible say about relationships? What does the Bible say about authority? What does the Bible say about finances? And begin to, to, to uh, uh, embrace the principles of Scripture. They follow God's, God's directive. They were in harmony in verse 13. It says, the trumpeters and musicians joined in unison to give praise. You will not get unity in the soul because we're all different. But when you walk in the spirit, in the home and in the church, there will be a unity. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let's bring this home. Why were they doing it? They were looking for his glory. The trumpeters and musicians joined in unison to give praise and thanks to the Lord, accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments. And the singers raised their voices in praise to the Lord and saying, He is good. His love endures forever. Then the temple, watch this as we close. Here's the crux of our message. <clears throat> then the temple was filled with the cloud. This is the same cloud that led them in the wilderness. Cloud by day, fire by night. Now, I want you to catch this. So, mom is in the middle of making chili. And she's just put all the ingredients in. She just got the wood fire stoked. And everything is just going to, she's got the table set. And, and, and supper's going to be ready in about 20 minutes and and she has worked on this all day long. And her husband comes and says to her, the cloud is moving. She looks at her husband and she says, are you kidding me? I got the supper already. Are you out of your ever-loving mind? I am not moving until we eat this meal. That I. Here's the thing. Sometimes we do not understand God's ways. But I'm just here to tell you, if the cloud moves, sons and daughters say, let's go. You see, we've kind of lost that. You see, when we were, when we were the PAOC 100 years ago, we had no money and no identity, and we were just seeking God. 
we had nothing, we were really dependent upon God. Do you know it's harder to pastor success than it is failure? Folks, if we want his presence, we've got to want the cloud. If we want the glory, we've got to want the cloud. When the cloud moves, we move. What do we say? We just simply say, Holy Spirit, have your will and have your way. And, and so in the service this morning, we just sense Holy Spirit orchestrating and leading us and the worship team was just being led by the spirit of god and throughout this week holy spirit wants to lead you there's a cloud by day and a fire by night and 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 it's not an actual cloud or an actual fire but holy spirit is within you and he speaks to you stay with me now watch and so for the israelites the only way to keep the cloud is to follow it and to submit to it. Here's the thing. What I want you to see here when you study this, many people want the fire of God. There's a lot of charismatics. They talk about the fire of the Holy Spirit. When you study this passage, I I want you to know that the, watch this, the fire is in the cloud. So when the cloud moves and you move with it, you also experience the fire of the Holy Spirit. And and there are some people that all they want is the fire, but they've never learned to follow the cloud. And they become immature and they do more harm in the body of Christ. When the the cloud moves, I want to move with it. Because I know if I move with it, I'm also experiencing the fire of the Holy Spirit. And so when you study this word cloud, it's a thunder cloud. So not only is the fire in the cloud, but also the thunder is in the cloud. And, and what I, as I close here today, what I want you to know, worship team, come please. What I want you to know is that there's a mystery in the cloud. The reason that we don't follow the cloud often is we're fearful because we don't know where the cloud is leading us. Tell me where we're going and I will follow. (laughs) You see, sons and daughters just trust the father. They're excited that there's a cloud. They're excited that there's a mystery. You, you tell kids there's a mystery, right? Like, I didn't tell you what was in that box. You have to, you have to, go, to, the, you have to go and get one and find out. You see, sons and daughters, they're excited about the cloud, they're excited about the fire, and they're excited about the mystery. Some of us are afraid of the cloud because... It's not going to happen the way I, I like it. It's not going to happen the way it's always happened. That's why there's a freshness to the Holy Ghost. Who knows what he wants to do? 
in your heart this morning. That's the mystery. It's one thing to have a cloud, but when there's a thunder in the cloud and there's fire in the cloud. And so it says here that there was also Watch this. The temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud, and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple. So here's the bottom line. I'm thankful for the cloud, and I'm thankful for the fire, and I'm excited about the the mystery, but I love to see his glory. Oh, if I had time. (laughs) The glory. The glory in the original is kabod, which is weight or splendor or glorious. And it carries with it a sense of honor. His glory is a rich, glorious weight causing your spirit to feel honored. See, that's the fruit of following the cloud. That's the fruit of choosing to be thankful. Will you stand with me? You've been so attentive. Here's how I believe God wants us to close our service today. It's been a wonderful time. How many are here this morning and you say, Pastor, it's been a challenging year, no question. But as I think about it, I can find one thing. And I want you to think about what that one thing is. How many would say, I can find one thing to be thankful for? Can I see your hand? This is what I want you to do. I want you to break from your chair and I want you to come as a congregation and just stand with me around this altar. Would you just do that? And we're just going to express our gratitude to the Lord. If you're able, we're just going to invite you you to come. We will not prolong this. But as I was giving thought to this week, I I just... saw us coming on this Thanksgiving weekend and saying, Lord, I am so thankful. And as you come, I'm going to invite you to lift your hands to the Lord. And I want you to begin to just speak that one thing that you're thankful for. Will you do that? Great to see our young people here around this altar today. So just go ahead and say, Lord, this is what I'm thankful for. Can we just push right in, folks, just a little bit more and let some more folks come? Oh, that's beautiful. Just go ahead, lift your hands to the Lord. Just say, Lord, this is what I'm thankful for. And you'll find as you begin to express that, that you'll sense his presence. Just go ahead, just speak that out. Say, Lord, I'm so thankful. I am so thankful.
Hallelujah. 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 That's right. Just say, Lord, I'm so thankful today. Oh, that's so beautiful. 